fall upon earth to bind their spell. Ere to speed its travel well. Black spirits and white, red spirits and gray, hearken to wine spirits and witches this day. Hello! Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and and Witches. witches. I'm Shauna. And this is Monica. And we are here to talk about all manner of spooky shit today. Tis the season, so we might as well do it. Tis the season, I agree. What you drinking tonight? Tonight? Ready? Oh. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Bailey's, my favorite little liqueur. You're just hitting my heart stuff tonight. I am, so you're going to really be hearing a different side of me tonight. (laughs) All right, she's just, she's going all out wild and crazy. And what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking um, a rosé called uh, Day Owl. Oh. And guys, you got to help me. Monica had this for me, and she had it ready. And she has all of these white wines and rosés, like, stocked for us recording and can you hear it i had to put ice in it because she left them all out and they're all at room temperature and my bad my bad you can tell that she doesn't know about About wines wines. i mean i don't really know about wines but i know that if it's not a red you stick it in the fridge but hey look we learn something new every day that's true and now i've learned about wines you taught me about uh, i taught you about wine now you're going to teach me about bigfoot and we're yes. just we're just gonna roll with it. It's cool. Okay. But overall, I actually think it's really good. It's not super sweet, and I think sometimes rosés are a little too sweet. And I'm just gonna make it a mission to drink it fast enough that the water that I can't get watered down from the ice cube. So I think we'll be okay. But yeah, okay. this one is Day Owl, and so far I'm a fan. Okay, good. I'm glad you like it. Very happy that you like it. Today uh, we're gonna talk about cryptids and monsters. And I don't really know how much these necessarily have to do with witchcraft per se, but they're supernatural creatures. And it is the season for yeah. spookiness, you know? Yeah, it's spooky. It's fun. Witchcraft doesn't always have to be about serious stuff. We don't always have to be serious. We can be silly. Right. I'm going to be very silly because I know that you were super into cryptids and I am super into making fun of you. So this is going to be a good episode. Okay. Um, I won't make fun of you. I, I might laugh a little bit at some if of If you it, do, I will get eaten. I know you will, so it's okay. All right. It's all right. Um, but you know what? Anybody that knows you, Monica... The second that your name is mentioned, I think I kind of can talk for a large majority of people that know you. The first things that pop up when you think of Monica is tea leaves, tea leaf readings, pizza, and Bigfoot. Yes. Bigfoot is definitely a big one to the point that I think before I met you, like, I kind of just like, okay, it's Bigfoot, like, whatever. But now I see Bigfoot, I'm like, oh, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> and I'm just so inclined to go, oh. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, I I have this fascination for Bigfoot, and I totally believe that they exist. I don't think it's a myth. Um, And how how I came to that conclusion is I found this podcast called Sasquatch Chronicles, and this guy, Wes Germer, he interviews people who have had encounters. And um, these people are average people. Some of them are lawyers. Some of them are cops. Some of them are students. Some of them are just housewives. But they all have had encounters. And this is the way I feel. If all these people that he's interviewing are actresses and actors, I have lost my faith in mankind. Because I really, truly believe the stories that they are telling. And I truly believe that Bigfoot exists. Now, another name for Bigfoot is Sasquatch. And he's supposed to be a very large, hairy, 
creature. Some people say he looks more like an ape. Some people say he looks more like a human or a Native American. And he's about nine to 10 feet, weighing so much weight, like scary, scary, scary. And um, I personally would not want to come face to face with one, but I would love, love, love to see one cross the road just because I would love to experience that. But they are in the uh, United States and Canada, but people have said they have seen them throughout the United States. They are kind of all over the United States, especially in the Pacific Northwest. So some people relate these guys to something uh, supernatural because they feel that they have supernatural powers. Other people disagree about that. They just think it's a regular animal slash human hybrid. Like a humanoid thing. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people who believe that they're associated with UFOs and they have excuse me, supernatural powers and everything I like that. I guess I always kind of put Bigfoot in the category of aliens and stuff like that. I don't know why. I don't know what in my head would put him with aliens versus, like, werewolves. You know, like, I don't consider him to be one of, like, the classic, like, Halloween monsters. But, yeah, I consider him to be, like, more in, like, the category of aliens and stuff. Probably because it always happens in these weird remote places. Yeah. And, and I feel like all the, it all happens in the, these types of places. In the woods, they have to have a good environment to survive. They have to have a water source and a food source. And from what I've learned about them, they eat a lot of deer. So if there if there's a place where there's a lot of deer, you're probably going to find them with running water. They need the water and they need the food. Um, now, uh, some of them are are really mean. I've heard, and some of them are not. Some of them ignore the people. But I mean, I've heard stories from grown men who actually shit their pants and pee their pants after having an encounter. So it's a pretty heavy duty guy i love him i think he's as long as i don't have to go face to face i'm okay i just want to see him run across the road and i'll be very very I happy i can't tell you how <laughs> many times that you and i have been in places that is total bigfoot country yep and i i didn't even think about it when we went camping it was the furthest thing from my mind to fuck with you about sasquatch and then you're the one that brought it up like you threatened me and you were yes. like don't you fucking dare and just once you said that, I was like, damn it. I've never wanted to do something so bad in my entire life now. It's really funny because I'm a scaredy cat. I don't like that. I don't like when people jump out at me and, and go boo. You know, I, I hate that. I curse at them. I don't like that. I don't like that surprise <laughs> element. I hate it. Don't do that to me. I'll have a heart attack and die. <laughs> do not do it. Okay. But um, yeah, so I, you know. So what kind of powers is Bigfoot? I never heard that he had powers before. So what kind of powers? He has amazing have? strength. Enough strength to, like, knock down trees, to move uh, big pieces of heavy equipment, because there's a story where they were up in, um, I guess they were doing some kind of a, a logging or something, and they had these big pieces of, of equipment, and which was totally turned over. No one can do that. No one has the strength to do that yeah, in the but... middle of nowhere. So, I mean, they, they exist. I really believe that they exist. That's... I heard somebody with the theory that they, that, the Sasquatch as a as a breed, I guess we would call it, because um, I I believe in Bigfoot. I totally see how it could be real because this is where we get into like cryptozoology is what it's called when we start talking about the study of all the different like uh, animally monster kind of things like Bigfoot. Um, and why couldn't it be real? Why couldn't he like? I believe in witchcraft. I believe in ghosts. Why why couldn't I believe in Bigfoot? But also like it could totally just be an animal that we haven't identified yet. 
Well, I think the government does know about it. You know, it's very elusive. Going back to the government knowing about it, I do believe that they do know about it, but they're they're not going to let the people know because then people wouldn't go into the woods and national parks would lose a lot of money, let's face it. So the government uh, is not going to admit it, but that's just my feelings on you that. You know what's super stupid? I am more inclined to go into a forest if I know that Bigfoot's in there instead of a bear. Like, I don't <laughs> really oh. with bears. Like, I don't know what it is when we went camping and we got there, we set up, which that was, that was a work. I hadn't been camping since I was a kid and I was not prepared for how much fucking work that was going to be. It was fun. It was fun. Yes, I have, we had a great time. I have no regrets. Totally would do it again. But after we spent all fucking day busting our ass to get everything set up and then I finally start being able to not be sober anymore and start drinking and cooking and then some motherfucker has to come up and talk about bears being in the camp and like showed us a video of like the day before and there's a fucking bear there and i'm like i am ready to break all of this shit down and leave i am done yeah i mean the bears are scary they're very scary i've been up there before when bears were in the campground okay and, see i am not ugh, about scary that. and if you want me to go back again next year you need to just roll that way back right now okay well we're gonna get some bear spray there we go now, so you'll um, be protected but yeah I, I don't know bigfoot just doesn't scare me as bad um i'm sure that would change if i met him i am positive it would I still, when we went to Pennsylvania, we're in like this really pretty, but like really small Bigfoot country-esque town. And I wanted to wake up before you one morning so fucking bad and just like get like bare like mittens and just like bang on the window and make weird Sasquatch noises, which it's even worse because I know what the fuck Sasquatch noises are because you've shown me on YouTube so many times. Yep. So... Sometimes when I'm at work, I have a little bit too much time on my hands. And I think that everybody at Greenman is, is pretty creative. I, I think in order to be in this field, field you yes. have to you have to have that mind that can wonder. You gotta have that imagination. So me and one of the people that works there and one of my really good friends, Hovik. Yes. We started this excellent hobby that we have and it's called Green Man Fan Fiction. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's fan fiction that Hovik and I write about the people of Green Man, and you were our very first story. I'm not even lying right now. You are our only story because we are lazy as shit, but eventually we will get back to it. Okay. Are you ready to hear our Green Man fan fiction? So just to kind of set everything up, Hovik can be a little hairy sometimes yes it's just, he's you know, a what do you mean a little so, hairy he's a right, lot hairy right. it, it adds to his charm he's got his beard now he's nice and handsome it's fine so everyone just kind of needs to know that all yes. right so in this story it is monica's birthday Woo-hoo. and holvik and i want to give monica the special treat of finally seeing fucking bigfoot run across the path like she always says she you've said it like two or three times already i just want to see him run across the road so we wanted to give you that so i take you to griffith park and we're walking around and feather hunting and this and that, you know, looking for feathers. And Hovik uh, is naked and runs across the path, like, far off out of eyesight that you can, like, kind of see him. And you see it and you're like, holy fucking shit, it is Sasquatch. And you drop, like, this giant bundle of feathers and just took off running into the trees. And I'm trying to go after you, but I can't. I can't go as fast as you, which I know that, you know, you hobble along sometimes now, but it's that that Bigfoot adrenaline that you're sprinting. 
And wow. so Holvik and I are calling for you to come back and you're not coming. You're fucking gone. So we had to go back to Green Man and tell everybody that we lost you. We got in a lot of trouble for it. Bet. And then we would get in so much trouble. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, we would. Um, so that we have to go and have like this search party looking for you and no one can find you. Oh, my God. And about two weeks later, Hovik and I go back. We're like, all right, last time. Like, she's got to be here. I, this was not in the story, but I'm inserting it now just for everyone that knows us because this is funny. We're going to just, in the story, we're going to do a St. Anthony prayer to find you because oh, he returns cool. lost objects. That's the right. Work. That's right. And um, we find you. Where was and I? And in the time that you had gotten lost, you have met the real Bigfoot and made friends with him and you were teaching him how to scry tree spirits. Okay. Okay. Like, I know that sounds far off, but does it really? Because I can totally see you doing that. <laughs> I can see that entire story being very realistic. Wow. Wow. I feel I feel so blessed that you chose me for your story. My goodness. I think it's gotten better with age. I think that story is about three years old now. Yeah. I think it gets better and better every time every you time. tell it. One yeah. of these di- days, I'm just going to write it out, and I'm going to see if we can just put it on the Green Man blog. <laughs> there should just be okay. a whole thing for Green Man fan fiction on the website. I think it'd be marvelous. I may be alone in that, but I believe it'd be cool. So if any of the listeners out there have had a Bigfoot experience, please uh notify us i'd love to hear about it yeah you can get us on instagram at wine spirits and witches or you can email us at wine spirits and witches at gmail.com if you guys have sasquatch pictures or any weird cryptid pictures i would love to see them as well yes yeah no no dick pics though guys no dick pics no 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 no. we don't want to see bigfoot's penis we are a okay thank you though but that's how they tell if it's a male or female in the wild because they do say that the females have breasts like women Mm -hmm. and the males are very well endowed wow how do you like that there we go 10 inch penis for for bigfoot or maybe a bigger one like maybe 14 inches because they're so big like you have did you ever see okay have you ever seen um an elephant with an erection I used to be a docent at the L.A. Zoo, I'll never forget, and I had a tour, little kids, and you know, spring is the season, everybody's in full bloom, and we go past the elephant exhibit, and this little boy tugs on my little jacket, and he goes, teacher, that elephant has five legs, and I look (laughs) over, and I was like, okay, well, the fifth leg looks a little different because it's pink and spotted, but yet, and I was like, okay, let's move on to the next exhibit. So that's how I got out of that without explaining that the elephant really doesn't have five legs. That is amazing. But it looks like a leg. That's how big it is. That is terrifying and intimidating, but that little boy is my fucking hero. I'm telling you, he was like, yeah, he was like, that elephant has five legs. And I was like, Okay. I learned something about Bigfoot dick and elephant dick. There you go. See, I knew I was going to learn something. There you go. Anyway, I have a monster that I want to talk about. I think that I want to say that I think that there's a difference between cryptids and monsters. I mean, maybe there like isn't, but I feel like there kind of is a distinct difference here. And one of the monsters that I want to talk about today was the werewolf. Oh, yeah. I feel like the werewolf is really popular in pop culture. We all know what it is. I don't feel like it's as popular as some other monsters like vampires, but I think that the werewolf is really cool. Um, I do have some information because I was looking it up, and I had my mind blown, and I told almost everybody that I saw this today, and everyone, oh, yeah, I already knew, so I'm really mad that this is brand new information to me. 
But did you know that in the 15th to 18th century in Europe, along with the witch trials, there was fucking werewolf trials? No. They tried people for being werewolves. They tried and executed people for being werewolves. And there was all these different accounts. It was really big in France and Germany and Estonia. Um, I wonder, they might even feature it in, like, there's a museum in Estonia that's, like, their torture museum. I wonder if they mention it there. But... Yeah, it was a thing. Like, people would be reported for being suspected of being a werewolf, the same as they would be suspected of being witches. Wow. And um, being a werewolf, while it was kind of its own thing to be a werewolf, it was tied with witchcraft and Satanism. So the Catholic Church was actually, like, prosecuting these people for it. So this came from the church believing in werewolves. Wow. And a lot of people ended up confessing to being werewolves, but a lot of it was because they were tortured into admitting it, you know? Mm-hmm. And at some point, they were just like, yep, yep, I sold my soul to Satan and a witch, and they gave me wolf skin. And there's all these different accounts where people would say that they were... Um, some of them said that, like, that they had their wolf skin, but it seemed like it was something that they could take off and like they would hide it under a rock, which that didn't exactly make sense to me when I was researching this. I could have maybe needed to dig further, but that's kind of what I got out of it in some accounts. But people said that they would be turned um, by being bit by other werewolves, uh, by demons. Or even in some accounts, people would claim that witches would lure them into a forest and give them like special berries and different things to turn them into werewolves. So they're basically shape-shifting. Basically, yeah. So it is a shape-shifter. And that is something that goes into so many different cultures, lores all over the place that we have them. I don't know if that would be the same thing as a skinwalker. I mean, it'd be different. It would have its differences, but I wonder if that would kind of be in line with it. No. no? I would say no, because I think werewolves are shape-shifters and the other ones, skinwalkers, are cryptids. Okay. So it's a different thing? Different, yeah. So I looked, and so this was also an interesting thing because I have a love of true crime and serial killers, and I, for a while, thought it was like a really unhealthy thing, but I'm so happy that there's this rise in it with different podcasts and Netflix that I have found my people that can make me feel normal with my weird obsession with serial killers. But did you know in places like France, there's a ton of serial killers that got away with their shit because people would just blame werewolves. Oh, wow. Yeah. And some serial killers would get busted and be like, oh, it's not my fault. I'm not a murderer. I'm a fucking werewolf. Wow. So that actually happened. And I looked up uh, like the like the origin of werewolves and where they came from. And there's a couple different ones. The one that seemed to be about right was it was Greek mythology where... I want to say that the person's name was Lycan, which is where I think we get lycanthropy from. All right. Um, but he served Zeus a meal that was actually turned out to be like the corpse of a dead boy. Oh, God. And Zeus got pissed off and took this guy and all of his sons and turned them into wolves. And they were the first of werewolves. Oh, wow. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That seems about on part for Zeus because he seems to be um, cranky. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a much better theory about where werewolves come from. So okay. this is my theory on the origin of werewolves. Hear me out. I think that a werewolf is just a, a parody, not a parody, like a simile maybe, of a woman on her period. <laughs> Hear me out. It makes a lot of sense. They turn on the full moon. We yes. call periods our moon time. Okay, yes. when you are on your period, you are ravenously hungry, fucking 
illogically angry and bloodthirsty and perhaps maybe bloated enough that you feel like your clothes are just gonna shred right off of you like when a werewolf changes and you're just gonna walk around with like fucked up cut off jeans like you don't know yeah okay i get that yeah and then think about it werewolves are supposed to be killed by by silver i bet if you gave a lady on her period some jewelry she'd be a lot nicer to you and since they're technically like dogs i bet chocolate would kill them too oh yeah so yeah. i like it's kind of the same like you just give a pmsing woman chocolate and she might chill the fuck out so instead of saying that i'm having my moon time or anything else from now on i'm gonna say fuck off i'm a goddamn werewolf okay but i like I'm it i hold you to that yeah i absolutely will but right. see i think that that is a very realistic thing Mm-hmm. So maybe like the original red tents were like the little chambers that like people would like chain werewolves up in. Well, you know my new little doggy I named Woof. W play on words here, Woofman. W O O F, because he looks like a little wolf. He looks like a little wolfman. He, he does like... look like Wolfman. I will yeah. totally give him that. You should definitely put him in some like cut off jeans for Halloween, <laughs> and like we'll get like a button up shirt and just shred it, oh, and that God, can just be his right? costume. So cute. It would be so good. Yeah, he'd be so cute. He's a cutie pie. Someday we're going to post pictures of our loves on the, on Instagram, too. Yes, because we love them. Yes. Okay. I was kissing my does, wolf man right now. Does that mean that we get to buy them costumes? Yeah, we can All buy right. them costumes. Absolutely. I am down. We're taking the kiddos shopping. Okay. So I just thought werewolves were interesting because just they're, just the fact that they had werewolf trials, that really blew my mind yeah, when I read about that. Yeah, that's new to me. I never heard about that. A lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I'm like, well, fuck you guys. I was excited to learn something new. Yeah. To me, that's new. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and I just think, because, like, it, it's kind of silly. In my mind, I call them, like, werewolves and things like that, the the real monsters right. versus cryptids, or not necessarily cryptids, because I think, like, Bigfoot's real and stuff. I think more, like, um, there's a lot of newer urban legends and stuff that are coming out, especially with the birth of, like, Reddit and Creepypasta and stuff like that. And I call them the fake monsters, which is kind of silly of me, because... Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? But I think that there are real monsters out there. Yeah, definitely. Another um, cryptid that I want to talk about is the Jersey Devil, since that's where I'm from, Jersey. And it's supposed to be a winged bipedal horse, okay? And he is in South Jersey, in the United States, and the Pine Barrens, as well as other parts of New Jersey and Southern Pennsylvania. So he looks like um, a winged horse, I've never seen him, but people have claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil. I am fucking convinced I saw the Jersey Devil. You do, you are. I swear to God, in here in Lo- in Los Angeles, I swear to God, I was with two other people. We were completely sober. We were ghost hunting in Pasadena, and this like giant bird thing like flew over our heads, but it had like this like tail, and it didn't look like tail feathers. It almost looked like a snake. Like it could move. And it just, like, it was the weirdest looking thing. I only saw the silhouette of it, but I'd never, and it almost looked like it had, like, a body, though. Not like a bird body, but, like, a body. A body. Well, you might have saw the Thunderbird. Okay, so they're different. Yeah, the Thunderbird is just a giant bird, and he's also in, throughout North America. Okay. So it could have been him. Okay, as maybe. Well, because I think the Jersey Devil stays on the East Coast. Because he knows where the good pizza's at. That's right. He's no fool. That's for sure. Another one is Mothman, and he's also a winged bipedal, and he is in Virginia, Mason County, West Virginia, and throughout the United States as well. 
this heat battle, um, King Kong. Oh, wait, Godzilla. No, Godzilla. That's there different. That's different. Um, now you're thinking about Mothra. There we go. That's a totally, don't it's let me get started. Man, don't like get me started on nephew. Mothra. <laughs> don't get me started. There are little Asian women singing Mothra, Mothra. I love it. I love it. Uh, anyway, it's kind of kind of haunting, right? It like is that very haunting. Yeah, that's like I think the only thing from that entire movie that stuck with me was them singing that. Yeah, yeah. I used to. Um, my youngest daughter. I used to uh, laugh because when we uh, when I lived up in Sunland, we she used to come sleep with me in the bed, and I didn't mind because it was kind of spooky up there. But if I didn't catch her before she would like, I would crawl into bed, and all of a sudden, like like her going into a cocoon, she'd take the blankets and go. <laughs> And she'd be like in this like cocoon and I would start singing that song to her because I could not believe and I couldn't get the covers out. I would be shivering in my timbers all night because she was enclosed in her little cocoon. That is me every night. Oh, uh, wow. Me and Poor my, Ricky. my tiny little seven pound chihuahua and we take up the entire bed. I've got two other dogs that are on the foot of the bed and a husband that I don't know where he sleeps. It may be on the bed. It might be on the floor. Um, but me and the dogs are really comfy and we've got lots of blankies. So, you know, so you we're turn covered. into like a little Mothra, huh? Absolutely. I like it. Does Mothra make any kind of weird screeching noise that I can start to simulate? Like I don't I go to know. Sleep? I never, I don't know about what sounds they make, but it must be interesting to see that one too. It might be. Um, I'm going to backpedal for a second because um, we're talking about the Jersey Devil. So you've never seen him, right? I've never seen him. No, okay. I've never seen him. But I knew somebody who swore they saw, um, I think, that the the, uh, the big bird. I, I saw something, man. It was it was really trippy. It was a couple years ago, and I wasn't sure what we the saw. Thunderbird, yeah. And the person that was with me was like, maybe it was the Jersey Devil, and that's the first time I'd heard of the Jersey Devil. Right. Um, but the Jersey Devil stays, he stays in his, his corner Jimmy. of America. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's because of the pizza. You know, I really, <laughs> I'm pretty convinced of that. And on that note, I wanted to let you know that we did get, um, a comment on our Instagram uh -oh. from Tina Tamburina. And she says that she misses New York pizza too. And she says that there's Reno's pizza on Ventura Boulevard and this other one on Ventura Boulevard and Vantage and Studio City called, I'm going to screw this up so bad, Pagal Pagalisi. Pagalini, yeah. Pagalisi. She says that's the closest that she can find. So I'm assuming you've at least been to the one. I don't think so. I don't you haven't been to either of them? No, I don't think so. So if you're listening out there and you own those restaurants, please send us pizza so we can try it. <laughs> And then we'll give a review yeah, right and here. Monica will have show. to tell you whether or not I have it to is tell you the truth, or if it's stiff like a dick. dick. If it's stiff like a dick, it's not East Coast pizza. Period. I, the end. I think we're gonna have to go get some. We're gonna have to go some, get some for sure and give it a test. But you know me, I'm brutally honest. If it's not New York pizza, I'm gonna say it. We should just have like a button of like something that folds, and then like a little like illustration of a dick so that you can just push them so that we know. Let's just how we'll do it. <laughs> choose which one it is yeah yes. i mean this one place over here swore swore to me up and down right side up this is this is new york pizza wait till you taste it and i taste it and i was like this is a piece of shit <laughs> period the end period okay. the end, the end. Okay. i love it okay so we got through we got new mothman i have another one just kind of going back and touching on some of the monsters versus the cryptids and this was one that i thought was really interesting because Along with Bigfoot, fucking vampires are real. 
I love vampires. I always love vampires. They're they're really cool. I think that, you know, there's just so much lore around them from all these different countries. I mean, we have New Orleans here in the US that is like the pinnacle of vampires here. I think Anne Rice she didn't make that a thing there it was already a thing there's always been like all these stories about it but i think that she really brought it to life that now when you think of new orleans you tend to think of mardi gras beads voodoo and vampires and that's right. just kind of where it's at um we actually have a really cool story of when we went to new orleans we ended up in a vampire speakeasy yes and that was really cool we had the whole place to ourselves, and it looked like something out of interview with the vampire just like this yeah. beautiful flat and this, like, Spanish-style architecture is great. And it was a bar. And I thought it was neat because they actually had the deck that I used for reading tarot, like, under the glass as a decoration. And me and um, one of our coven sisters, we ordered a drink. And the one that she ordered is said that if you drink it, you'll meet the vampire of your dreams. Oh, wow. And she just loves Alexander Skarsgård. He was Eric in True Blood. And she just loves him so much. And so she was like, that's what I'm going to get. She's like, all right, Eric, I will see you soon. And she drinks the drink. And we go about our night. We're just, we get back to the Airbnb and we're just about to go to sleep. And she looked at me she's like, guess I didn't meet Eric and I was like I guess not that's too bad and then no shit the next day we're sitting down at lunch and one of her friends sends her a message and says hey I'm doing this special thing for some HBO show and your boyfriend's on it do you want to come to the Q&A and meet Alexander Skarsgård I remember that yeah and I was like that dream worked damn so I need to go back to this um speakeasy there. I first have to figure out who the vampire of my dreams is, but I'm going to meet that motherfucker. I'm going to go figure out what that drink is, and I'm going to make this happen. I've been watching vampires since Bella Lugosi. Oh, yeah. I oh, liked him. Yeah. I liked him. I think I used to get a little aroused. By, by Bella Lugosi? Yeah, what when do you I was think a child. Of, what do you think of, like, Lestat? Well, what do, you think, what do you think vampires do? Do you think they're just biting your neck? Come on. I mean, if you gotta die, I feel like that's a really good way to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's—I mean, he's seducing you. Trust me. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. If I had to go for a vampire, God, I don't know. Maybe I Frank Armand? Langella love Frank Langella. Okay. I saw um, Lou. Um, oh, I know. I like Louis Jordan too. He's an be- excellent vampire. I saw Raul Julia on uh, in New York on Broadway show Dracula. Oh, that's cool. That was really cool. That's that really cool. That was so cool. Yeah, I like so, vampires. Vampires are just like, in, in the movies, they're just like a bunch of really hot, pale people. Oh, mostly. yeah. Oh, but yeah. have you noticed that they're all just like, they got eating disorders, man. All they do is talk about food, and they're probably hungry all the time because it's just all over their fucking face. They don't actually eat anything. Can you imagine if this was us, like, eating our food the way the vampires do, and we just, like, smear cheeseburgers all over <laughs> our face? My goodness. So, um, I think that there's two different kinds of real vampires in the world, and I'm going to start with one and then segue into the other, and the first one is porphyria patients. Have you ever heard of the vampire disease? No, but I think your friend has it, right? Yes. My best friend um, has porphyria, so she is one of, uh, one in 50,000 people. Wow. One in in every 50,000 people in the world has it, so it's a pretty rare um, disorder, and it's not technically a disease, it's a genetic disorder, and there's a lot of different, there's eight different main kinds of porphyria, so it can affect you in a lot of different ways, but basically what happens is when your body produces too many porphins during the heme synthesis, the porphins kind of just fly all over the place and create distress in your body in different ways, whether it be, um, like GI distress or, um, 
I think sometimes it might cause seizures and it can even cause respiratory issues wow. um, mm. to the point where you'll pass out too. Oh, and does. so, I mean, like she, and you know, what? I've seen her battle it like a fucking champ. She doesn't let it get in her way. She still does whatever it is that she wants to do. Um, one of the times that she even came out to visit me, she lives in New York. Uh, we ended up spending the night in the hospital cause she passed out and the doctors didn't even believe that she had it cause it's so rare. Wow. So it's definitely like a rare thing, but one of the types is like a skin condition. There's a couple that's kind of like a cutaneous thing that's on your skin and these people that have it are so sensitive to sunlight that they'll get like extreme sunburns, rashes, and like I think even like sun poisoning. But they'll get it legit from like the sun in a window. Wow. So it's like needing to basically be like nocturnal because they're so allergic to sunlight. Wow. And they have sulfur intolerances too, so they can't have garlic either. Oh, wow. So porphyria patients, because you know, like back in the day, like when people would get sick, the doctor would be like, oh, you have a ghost in your liver. Here's some cocaine and a priest. We'll just yeah. fix you right up. So when these people had porphyria, they didn't know what it was. And they're like, you're a fucking vampire. Right. I wonder how many porphyria patients back in the day got like staked through the heart or something because yeah. people believed that they were Dracula. Right. So, I mean, I know that there's a lot of different origins of vampires and, you know, we have Vlad the Impaler and things like that. But porphyria patients definitely played a really big part in this. And it's it's a problem because it's something that they don't fully know how to treat yet. The American Porphyria Foundation is definitely doing a good job trying to come up with treatment for it but they are so i call her my little vampire and she is she is pale as shit yeah and we took her into the sun and she doesn't have the type of porphyry that like actually like screws you up when you're in the sun um but i think we took her in the sun for a little bit too long and then she kind of started turning into miss crispy over there so we oh, had to man. take her to her coffin oh man <laughs> um but so that that is one of the kinds of vampires it's called the vamp vampire disease you can look it up it's really trippy and there's a lot of characteristics that you see that are side effects from this genetic disorder that are passed off as vampire things okay um the other type of vampire and this one is much more common than porphyria and i think we have all dealt with people like this um probably at least on a weekly basis and sometimes if we're in a really bad space we may even be this one so well but it's energy vampires oh yes mm -hmm. so oh, energy vampires yes. are people where it's like there's just something about them and it's like they just prey on your life force and by the time that they leave you're just exhausted and you're just Dunzo, you're drained. They even actually make fun of this on um, the TV show What We Do in the Shadows on that spinoff. It's a hilarious TV show, and it's about like a group of vampires that live together, and one of them is an energy vampire. And so he's like, he can go out during the daytime and he like works in this office and just sucks the life out of people Everybody. by talking to them Ooh. about doing stupid shit. Um, but this is one that, like, legit, like, it's a problem. I think we all encounter it, especially people that are empaths. <clears throat> Um, and I kind of want to talk about just ways to like, I guess, kind of protect yourself from that. Cause you can't always just run away from them. So you have to deal with it sometimes. True. And I wish that throwing heads of garlic at people was socially acceptable, but it's not. Right. Um, so my thing that I like to do is in the morning, I tell everyone, do it when you're brushing your teeth. Um, in more, in the morning, especially I do this when I'm getting ready to go to work is I put myself in my psychic bubble. And I just basically I imagine myself in my happy place and I imagine this bubble coming up around me and I'll imagine either a group of people or if there's one problematic person or something, I'll put them on the outside of this bubble 
and I'll imagine like our interaction and us talking and I'll see like their energy and their words kind of like arrows but it's like it can't penetrate through this bubble and so it's like my little psychic shield my little ward that I put up and so that way like I feel like if I put it up in the morning throughout the day as I encounter energy vampires and stuff like that I just kind of like close my eyes for a second I'm like okay bubble up now and then like I feel like it helps put that distance there I have another method for mm -hmm. you so this was taught to me by a very magical man Ted Andrews uh, author of many uh, books metaphysical books but he told me that if you're in that situation where someone is like pulling on you either mentally or even physically if they're talking about the illnesses you know if you're an empath you can pick up on that very easily yeah and being psychics we have to be open to a certain degree but in order to protect ourselves he says simply cross your hands cross your ankles or cross your legs or cross your arms it shuts down the chakras and nothing can get in i never knew where who taught you that yeah that, that was tip that yeah. is really effective, and it's a really does work. Cool, it yeah, works it does. really, really well. Very and it's effective. So low key because yeah, all simple. it does is it just looks like you're folding your hands in your lap, or you're like crossing your legs, exactly. or like I'll even like lean on a counter and cross my arms and stuff when I'm talking to people, and it totally works to put yep. that up. And this way, if someone you know you don't want to hurt their feelings by saying I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it, you know, or I don't want to get any of your juju. Simply cross off. It works like a charm. I like it. It's like sign language in witch for... It's like sign language for the witchcraft of uh, fuck off. You know, that's kind of what it's like, right? The more... It's like the body language of the Maluccio, right? Yes. That's, that's yes. what I would call it. It's like that kind of return to center, just cross off. Right. Exactly. I like that. I yeah. can totally get behind that. Yeah, it works well. It yeah. It does work well. I definitely think so. So that that is like one way to deal with an energy vampire because it is. It's a, it's a problem and I think it's something that we all kind of encounter and I think it's good um, for us to also just kind of be very aware of ourselves and the shit that we're pulling just to make sure you yes. know, that we're, we're not doing that because I'm sure at some point we've all been we've the been energy there. vampire. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I first met Vinny, my, mm -hmm. my high priest and my dear friend, I remember leaving the store and just saying to my friend, I want to... I want to be inside his brain. I just wanted to be inside his brain and just with all his knowledge and everything that he knew. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a vampire. Like a, yeah. 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 So what are some signs of dealing with one? It would definitely be something where it's like you feel really drained. Yes. After really being drained. around Sometimes the person. Sometimes a headache. Sometimes you'll have mm -hmm. a headache. I've also had it and I, I used to have this really bad habit and I think I just re very recently broke myself of it because I would... Even if I didn't like somebody and if I felt like I would just, I would already feel drained and like dread it before I even had to see them or hang out with them. Yeah. But for some reason I would still do it. And I finally now just have these boundaries that I just, I won't do that. If I don't like it or it doesn't feel like it's good for me, if I'm already dreading and bitching and complaining about it before I do it, then I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think like when you have that experience with somebody you know, that's definitely a sign of that energy vampire kind of vibe, too. Yeah, and, you know, working the store, you know, there are some people that come in and they, and I mean, I don't know if they even know they're doing it, but they just ask questions one after the other. Over and one more, one more question, one more, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, they just want to suck me dry of everything that I have here. And, you know, you try to be, you know, customer service, you try to be nice, and but at some point I have to excuse myself and say I have to go to the bathroom. I have totally done that before, and I feel really bad for, 
um, whoever it was that was working with me because I was just like, just in the middle of talking to this person, like, I gotta pee, go ask him. And I just, all I did was just sit in the bathroom with my phone and be like, I need a minute to recoup. But there's a difference from being over eager and just wanting to ask questions and being that way. So if you guys have questions about magic or anything that's a different story dude just ask just ask there's a total difference between that you know yes um so don't ever feel like you're second guessing yourself but if you can feel yourself like sucking on someone's energy or just being like i want to be in your fucking head and know everything (laughs) okay then maybe that's a little weird maybe you need to like roll back a little bit yeah for sure but i i thought vampires were an interesting one because there's something that yeah okay they're not like lestat um you know you're not gonna have some sparkly one come and like be a weird perv and like sweep you off your feet when you're a high schooler that's not gonna happen guys that that really doesn't happen if there's high schoolers listening that shit is not real don't fall for the creepy guy right but um what we do we deal with them in different ways all the time and we do i just think it's so interesting when I learned about the vampire disease and when I started to really see it because, you know, I love to cook um, and I I just love to feed people. I put garlic in fucking everything. And then when I have to feed Emily, I can't put garlic and onions and things. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. And she's Sicilian too. So I'm like, how did your family feed you? How did she survive? Frozen shit from Trader Joe's mostly. Uh. You know, where she lacks in garlic, she makes up in cats. So she's still witchy in her own way. She's still that crazy crazy cat lady so okay i guess if i couldn't have garlic i'd want 1800 cats in, in its place sure yeah you know why not Absolutely. it makes sense it makes total sense <laughs> to me total sense all right hit me spooky lady what other kind of monsters you got for me chukapabra chukapara <laughs> chukababra what the hell chupahabra <laughs> Chukacabra, huh? Almost chukacabra. No, I don't know where you're getting that extra. Chukapabra. Chupa. Chupa. Chupacabra. There you go. Chupacabra, and he is found in Brazil, Portuguese, and he is a goat sucker. So totally missed Mexico on that one. And Mexico. Yeah. Puerto Rico, South and Central America, Southern North America. Okay. That's where he rules, and um, he's like a goat sucker. That's what he supposedly. Does just so you know, I know that your birthday's coming up, and I think we just discussed how I always seem to come up with the ideas of what to get you for your birthday. I want you to know that I'm importing one from fucking TJ for you for your birthday. Oh, gee, thanks. You I can hope have it's your stuffed and dead. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it's my collection. There you go. Um, yeah, they're, so they're the goat suckers. So they're kind of, honestly, they're probably I think stem from like wolves or something it's something that more so comes from like farmers in different areas that have had their livestock killed by something yes yes have you ever heard of the dog man is he like the like a werewolf no he's not he's not a shapeshifter he's supposedly this big dog tall dog walking bipedally so he's like a wolf man he's like a well he's like a wolf man but he's called the dog man and looks very much like He's like Wolfman before puberty. Yeah. So, um, so is he like a monster or is he something that's turned like werewolf? He's definitely a cryptid. Okay. Um, so he is in the United States as well because a lot of people talk about him, seeing him, and they say that he looks like a, a dog, but an extra really tall dog, skinny legs, big muzzle. 
that goes and he, I guess he kills livestock and stuff like that. I really need to see a picture of your dog, Bandit. Bandit is probably like five pounds. He's like this <laughs> tiny little rat excuse for a dog. And I just need to see his head on like Ricky's body or something. Just completely unproportionate and ridiculously tall and just make the whole thing as uncomfortable as possible. And then just have him like walk around like eating a goat. <laughs> we need. I need to. I need to make friends with an animator so someone can turn that into a little cartoon oh for God, me. That like that's so what funny. I want for my birthday. Um, it's so crazy. Uh, I never. I heard about it because I heard about it on the um, um, Sasquatch Chronicles. Some people talk about other encounters, and a lot of people talk about uh, the Dog Man, and they say he's very scary looking. I'm sure he is. I would not want to run into him. Um, but I think he also, I mean, a lot of people talk about him. So, so is see. he, so he's just like a monster though. It's not something that's turned. He, no, he's not a shapeshifter. He's just a, a big oversized dog or yeah, that walks bipedally and scary as hell. <laughs> I'm still just imagining like human a tall face. man with like human a face. tiny dog head. Oh, he has a human face. That's what it says. Um. Uh, and it's like in Michigan, they say they have it in Michigan. Um, so he's very interesting, to be honest with you. But... If you had to choose a cryptid and or monster to meet, Ooh. who would it be? God, that's a hard one. I would think a vampire. Believe it or not, it's I know. It's just because you want to fuck one, that's why. <laughs> Come on. I, I leave my window open, okay? At night and my neck exposed, okay? That's all I got to say. Just for Bella Lugosi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bella Lugosi. Long gone. Yes. Um, so that's one of the, another cryptid. Now, don't forget about um, Loch Ness Monster is big. Nessie. I Nessie. feel like she was probably like my first right. introduction into cryptids and monsters. I think that her and probably like werewolves are probably like a lot of people's first right and, and then bigfoot and of bigfoot. course yeah. yeah yeah but a lot of people are what about i've heard encounters now i don't know if they fit into the cryptid department or category but a lot of people have claimed to see little um little people like little people and a lot of people have said about the black-eyed children and also giants so um what do you think about the the little people I mean, I'm pretty tiny myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, talking about really little people that live like on the side of the mountains or in, in like... You know what? You can look up some really interesting stuff on YouTube about that. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I have totally fallen down that hole uh -huh. of that one. Uh, like, little people. But, like, I also think that that might kind of go in line with, like, the evolution of fairy lore. Uh -huh, and like uh -huh. gnomes and stuff like that because there's a difference between lore like that and what we know today as urban legend right so right. i kind of feel like like the little people and stuff like that is kind of more that it's like what we would call in witchcraft like a fairy okay. is what i kind of think that is because fairies can be really cool but they can also be little assholes and they you know steal oh, yes. your stuff for and sure, for sure. fuck everything up that's why i think it's really funny when people get real excited and there's like there's fairies in my house i'm like oh cool all of your earrings and keys are gonna go missing in like a week you better have lots of honey and fucking candy and, and cream milk. and yes all sorts of shit to give them to try and get your stuff back 
So I think that it's really interesting. One of the reasons why I think I like the idea of cryptids, even though I can't say that I am as dedicated to learning about them as you, um, is that I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. And while it's super cool being here, we don't have a lot of the cool ghost stories that you see in other places. I loved it whenever I would go to the East Coast and you would see like cemeteries that are just like these tiny little things that are old as hell and they're not closed at night. I'm just like, man, I see why you guys have all the cool spooky shit. Um, so I think one of the things that LA has other than, you know, celebrities and all that crap is we have the lizard people. Ooh. Um, I don't know much about them. It's it's different than reptilians, and I'm probably going to totally butcher this, but this is something um, that, it's it's an urban legend, and I like I said, I'm already like saying that, I'm prefacing this with, I'm probably going to butcher this and have to get my story straight later, but um, it's an urban legend mixed with a guy that I think went a little nutty and kind of thought that this was real. But it's the urban legend of the Los Angeles lizard people. And basically, according to the lore, um, they kind of built like this underground city underneath Los Angeles like 5,000 years ago. Wow. And that it's like the L.A. catacombs. And there's actually even like pictures of like the map thing. Check this out. That the guy drew. Oh, wow. Yeah, I took a screenshot of it. I'll try and remember to put it on Instagram. But, um, so, they, like, it was, like, this civilization before humans, and they had, like, all of this, like, really valuable minerals, like, gold, and just all of these treasures. And when they were underground, they, like, buried all the stuff underground with them. And supposedly, they, like, related to, like, Mayans, and I'm sure that we could probably try and trace them to, like, um... What's that underground city? Atlantis. Okay. Um, th- things like that. Just like all these different places that like just no longer exist and that they kind of moved from there to here to LA underground. And they were supposed to be like really like intellectually more um, sophisticated than we are. Okay. And so basically what happens is that somebody in like the 1930s was told about them um, and... I'm reading my notes on this right now. Um, This guy, basically something about like an x-ray machine. Like I think he was trying to like look and try and see if he could like x-ray underneath Los Angeles or something like that. Um, Because he believed that that this machine was going to like find like all these underground tunnels and stuff. I mean, in the 30s at that point, would we have had tunnels for like prohibition maybe? Maybe. I think we might have because I've actually, I've seen, I've actually been inside of a tunnel from prohibition that was in Studio City, no less. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was a a trippy property. So this guy became friggin' obsessed though with the lizard people and finding their gold that he i think he kind of just like made it his life's work to try and find it now he never did um but he would do it and he would as he was looking for it he would claim that he has seen lizard people while he was looking for it and that they were like hiding their stuff and like grabbing their gold and running away from him and stuff like that uh there's also been reports of them even being in um griffith park oh wow yeah so it was kind of exciting when i learned about them 
because I don't feel like Los Angeles has a lot of their own lore. Lore, a lot of stuff. Like we have some cool haunting stories, but not really in comparison to what other people have. So it was kind of exciting to learn about those other people because it was something that LA could claim as its own, other than okay, Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. I don't know much about the lizard people. I just know my, my certain few. That I... Okay, well, I'm going to educate you on lizard people because they're going to be, like, up there with Sasquatch for you. Like, pretty soon we're going to have to get you Sasquatch air fresheners and lizard people air okay. fresheners. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> so before we uh, sign off, do you have any, do you have another monster for me? Uh, monster, monster, or monster. Or cryptid. Or cryptid. I think spooky I. Spooky creature. Let me see. You know, um, getting back to, to Sasquatch, there are legends from all over the world. They have different names, like um, the abomin Abominable Snowman. And they have different names, different uh, cultures call them different things. But they are, they are, they have been seen throughout the entire world in different continents. So I had, and I think I may have already mentioned this, I'm not sure. I had somebody tell me that they, they would transport themselves, at least this is this person's theory, by portals. Yeah, that's, that, see, that's that, the, the debate, whether they're just flesh and blood or they are, or they really supernatural. So there's a lot of debate about that going on. I mean, I'm all for the supernatural, and I really think that there's a lot of supernatural things out there. Like, I will talk about ghosts and shit forever with you, but I really think that Bigfoot is the, the derivative, at the very least, of some kind of weird, like, deformed bear-like creature that we just monkey, haven't... Monkey, monkey, Yeah, or, like, an ape that we yeah. haven't identified yet, like a North American ape. Like, And I know that sounds silly because we think about the planet and we think that we've discovered all that there is to discover here, but there's so much that we haven't really seen. And I kind of wonder, like, it'd be so interesting to see if, like, down the generations, if, like, at that time, Bigfoot is just, like, a known thing as an animal, where today he's just speculation, you know? They also say when he, when people have encounters with the Bigfoot, that there are lights in the sky, like lights, glowing lights, like blue lights or something. A lot of people report that. Whether that is connected, I'm beginning to wonder, because a lot of people have mentioned that in their stories, that they see these glowing lights in the sky. Do you think that that would be a tie with, like, Sasquatch and aliens? Yeah, Do you do. think that Bigfoot's an alien? He might be. He might be. He might be. That never even occurred to me. I thought yeah. he was, like, an earthling. Well, I think he, I mean, there's, like, a like I said, a big debate whether he's supernatural or actual just animal. Okay, you like. know what? I have this weird thing. I have this very odd separation with aliens. I don't fucking like aliens. I don't I know fuck don't. with aliens. It's just not my thing. I don't like it. And so, like, when we talk about the supernatural, to me, aliens never go in that category. Mm. Aliens are, like, far over there, and they're these weird, like, slimy, bony, weird things that mm. they just, they stay way over there, away from me, beyond arms, <laughs> like, five arms distances away. Do you know that I've heard stories where they just walk into your house? Sasquatch or no, aliens? aliens. I would, no, like, shit no. in my pants. Okay, I would shit, totally shit in my pants. fucking nightmares all night tonight. <laughs> Thank All you. fucking You're night. welcome. You're welcome, Charlotte. Thanks for that, man. Yeah. Like, okay, so, like, what what would be, just because now I need to, what, what would be alien repelling? We've got, like, smudge sticks and all this shit and, like, bear spray and stuff. Like, I'm covered for demons and Sasquatch, but how do I protect myself from an alien? I think they're so evolved. You know, they're so much more intelligent, and uh, they can just do whatever they want, so. I'm going to vote on the bear spray. I think I could take one out <laughs> with some fucking bear spray. That's okay. going to be the way I'm going to do it. All right. Well, Everyone, you have to do something. send me. Send me fucking bear spray because now 
We have to protect ourselves we from have, the aliens yeah. walking in the house. I don't fuck sure. with that Marvin the Martian shit. Oh, God, <laughs> it's it's just crazy. That is, that's creepy and that's scary as hell as well. Well, when I get um, either some Depends or <laughs> just like some bravery, maybe we'll talk about aliens one day. But today You know I have some stories that about that. Oh, I know, I know. So that could be another episode, folks. Oh, boy. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening in as we talk about monsters and cryptids and Monica's boyfriend, Sasquatch, as well as me and Hovick's very first Green Man fan fiction. Tis the season. Like I said before, it is the season for spooky and, and supernatural and magic and witches. I mean, that's kind of us almost all year round, but right. I think that we've got like an extra dose of spooky up our sleeve for the rest of the month of October. Absolutely, so. yeah. Until next week, Merry, merry Meet, Merry Part, and Merry, merry Meet, meet again. again.